This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, as you heard in Chris's news, the great Aretha Franklin has died at the age of 76. She was gravely ill with advanced pancreatic cancer, and she passed away with her family at her bedside. She'd been in ill health since 2010 when she was diagnosed with a tumor, but she returned to intermittent live performance after undergoing surgery. She's considered one of the greatest singers ever, and we all know her simply as the Queen of Soul. I'm here with our musical maven, our program host, our rock and roll icon, Robbie Lane, as well as Michelle Capobianco, who is the Executive Director of Pancreatic Cancer Canada. And of course, we'll take some of your calls with your memories of her music. Welcome to you both. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank well, thank you, you Libby. Hey, Michelle. Hey, how are you, Libby? Thank you for having us on to talk about this horrible disease and this loss of this incredible talent. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, let's start with, with Robbie. Um, she was a huge talent and she had a huge impact. She had uh, such an impact that I've been doing uh, music since I was 13 years old. So we're talking the late 1800s. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, Every female vocalist that I ever met, regardless of age or uh, generation, was affected by Aretha Franklin. That was one of the go-to voices that every female vocalist listened to. Maybe they didn't sing soul, maybe they weren't in that same genre, but they would listen to her because the way that she would interpret a song was very special. Um, We think of Frank Sinatra in the same way. He interpreted songs like no one else could, the lyrics. And Aretha did the same thing. Uh, She could take and cover a song that had already been a hit by someone else and make it sound like her own. And Michelle, of course, when, when somebody so famous and so important dies of a disease like pancreatic cancer, it, it, it has an effect of raising some awareness. It absolutely raises awareness. And one thing I always think about as well, though, is for those average, if you will, people who have lost someone about pancreatic cancer, this brings up that memory for them as well of losing their loved one. Uh, I have to say, she was pretty strange about this. Now, of course, I want to remind our listeners that it's very meaningful for me because I am a very, very lucky pancreatic cancer survivor. She was diagnosed in 2010, but she denied that it was pancreatic cancer very vehemently. And we did not, it was not confirmed until this morning by her family. And I'm assuming, Michelle, that that's because people consider it just a total death sentence. That's absolutely what the issue is. First of all, the fact that she lived seven years from diagnosis is amazing. I was and going to say, yes, it's, it is amazing. That's, you know, way on the other side of the charts. 
absolutely, and, and speaks to her getting some great treatment, which is what we at Pancreatic Cancer Canada are always trying to promote and encourage people to go to centers that have a high volume of doing the type of surgery that's necessary for pancreatic cancer. But people do think of it as a death sentence, and it's scary, and they often just don't want to talk about it or deal with it. And it's one of the challenges that we face that organizations like Breast Cancer were able to overcome. As there were more survivors, people were more willing to talk about the disease. And unfortunately, there's too few people like you, Libby, who are willing to talk about it. And Robbie, one of the things I think also is because she kept performing. Yes. And she even had dates on into the future that she ended up canceling. And I guess that as a musician, she didn't want her diagnosis to affect her performance and uh, i think probably that was a wise move because aretha knows the business and she knows that as soon as that's announced and that death sentence is imposed that probably promoters in the future aren't going to be booking her anytime soon i think she made a wise decision uh last year or the year before when she said she was retiring but that she would still do some very specific kind of dates uh here and there and then at the same time released an album, uh, which were all her major hits, but with the London Philharmonic Orchestra, uh, who had arranged special arrangements to go with the original tracks. And it was, it's a beautiful album. So that's her, as far as I know, um, the last album during her lifetime. There may be others to follow, that unreleased material. But the one thing about Aretha that I loved most was I saw her twice, and I saw her do her usual respect kind of concert where she did all the hits but once i saw her doing a gospel show and that moved me more than anything i'd ever heard because that's where she was from she, her roots her roots were in the, her father was a pastor um she started singing at church when she was a little baby girl and so the gospel side of her life was really the most important side and when she sang that gospel music it touched everybody Michelle, people are focused on Aretha Franklin and her passing and, and the disease she passed for now from. Uh, what would you like people to remember or, or to do? I mean, you know, uh, you made the point that she actually survived for a long time with it. And while the survival rate is very, very low still, people are living longer. There is good news there. Absolutely. There are new treatments on the horizon. There are new treatments being offered today. There's amazing breakthroughs in research. It's really important for us to not shy away from the disease at this time, but in fact to double down on research funding. And so I encourage people to support pancreatic cancer research funding, which they would do directly through our organization, uh, and really work towards not having any more of these losses from great performers and from those everyday people we value so much. And Robbie, what do you think she is going to be best remembered for? The music. Um, there's nothing more important. One, one of the most important things in our lives is music. Music does so much for us. When we're feeling a little bit down, music can help lift us. It gets us through times uh, that uh, normally nothing else would help. Uh, so I think that uh, Aretha's music will 
she'll be one of those legendary shoulders that everyone stands on for generations to come. And I think we'll still be playing her music in 50 years or 100 years from now. What about Aretha as a trailblazer for women? She was the first woman inducted into the Hall of Fame and and also for African-Americans. Yeah, um, very few. There was a time, and I, I hate even thinking about these times, but there was a time sort of in the late 50s, early 60s, when uh, most radio stations north of the Mason-Dixon line were not playing uh, African-American music. Uh, there were exceptions, uh, Fats Domino, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, but a lot of African Americans couldn't get play on Top 40 radio for all kinds of reasons we need not go into. But Aretha was one of those artists that she got played on every radio station, and it didn't matter what the music format was, whether it was R&B or pop or rock and roll, she got it all. She got it all, and it was important. It wasn't. It still is. And what about being a a female trailblazer? Well, that's even more important because we know there are so few and far between those female trailblazers like yourself. I mean, you've been, no, seriously, you've been doing news and involved in the news business for a very long time. Uh, as as a, a prominent news person, and you know, you went through the days when women weren't exactly the first in line when it came to uh, news reporting, either on television or radio. So um, I totally respect that. And I, in her case, being the first woman to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, uh, what would you like to see in terms of a focus on the disease? I would like to see more than just 2% of all cancer funding going to pancreatic cancer. It will be the number two cancer killer by the year 2020. And we as citizens need to give more to research and demand more the larger institutions, government included, make it a priority and fund it much higher. To fund it at less than 2% is, is just not right. And uh, is that in terms of uh, of uh, the donations, or are you talking in terms of other types of funding? Talking about types of funding that organizations like the Canadian Cancer Society decide to make into pancreatic cancer, I'd like to see them make it a priority as well. I'd like to see them partner with us so we can help them make pancreatic cancer a priority. Overall, when you look at the research funding and all of the dollars that go to Canada, and the statistic of less than 2% is actually the same in the U.S. as well, less than 2% goes to pancreatic research. Uh-huh. And, uh, Robbie, we're going to be seeing uh, or and hearing a lot of tributes to Aretha now, I'm, I'm imagining, and we're going to be hearing a lot of her, her music in the days to come. Especially here on Zoomer Radio. And in November, they've already organized or began organizing a tribute to Aretha Franklin, uh, a big concert fundraiser, which will, uh, from what my understanding, the proceeds will go to the pancreatic uh, cancer fund. So uh, this is being done in New York, and they haven't even set up uh, the uh, artists that are coming yet, but there'll be just dozens of them, I'm sure. Okay, let's take a call from Ida in Mississauga. Hello, Ida. Hi. We've spoken a couple of times in the past. Um, I was diagnosed with um, pancreatic cancer, I'm going to say roughly 15 years ago, and for some reason... I have no idea why. I never, ever believed that I had it. And 
the doctors told my daughters, and they were just like uh, sighing and crying and dying about this. And the doc dog was suggesting I have um, a Whipple operation, and I said, "Nope, I don't have cancer." Like I just knew I did. I, it was a gut instinct, and hey, guess what? I'm still alive. Okay, well, good for you that you are still alive, Ida. Thanks for your call. Uh, we are running out of time on this segment. Uh, what would you like to leave us with, Michelle? I'd like uh, people to know that this affects families unbelievably. It's often compared to a car accident. It happens so quickly. People are often, from the time of diagnosis to death, it's often a 12-week period. It's devastating for families, for those that are left behind. And it's important that we come together and really raise funds to stop this. I'm thrilled that my U.S. colleagues are going to benefit from a concert. That's a wonderful. But we need everyday Canadians to step up as well. Visit our website, pancreaticcancercanada.ca. Learn more about it and help us in the fight. Okay, and Robbie, what would you like to leave us with? Leave, I'll leave you with uh, the words that she spoke so many times. When it comes to Aretha, there's nothing but R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Okay, a nice uh, transition. Uh, and uh, we salute Aretha Franklin. And thank you so much, Michelle Capobianco from Pancreatic Cancer Canada. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Robbie Lane from Zoomer Radio. Right now we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with more of the news of the day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.